In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Hello, it's Greg Bluestein with the Politically Georgia podcast, your source for news and analysis about the goings-on under the Gold Dome and in Georgia politics. We're going to have a special episode this midweek. It's going to focus on former Georgia Governor Zell Miller. He was a two-term Georgia governor and a one-term U.S. senator who's really a maverick and a, a force in Georgia politics who engineered the Hope Scholarship. He died uh, at the age of 86 of Parkinson's disease, and he had three days of funerals one in his hometown of Young Harris, one in Atlanta with three former presidents, an amazing sight, and one at the state capitol with two former governors. I never met Zell Miller, but he had an incredible role in shaping my life. And what I want to do is read to you a column I wrote for the AJC shortly after his death. A few days before my first class at the University of Georgia, my stressed-out mother sat on a creaky deck outside a Roswell home with pen and paper in hand, in search of clarity. Writing always helped soothe her anxiety, and before she knew it, she was paragraphs deep into a letter. The recipient was Zell Miller, and she had much to get off her chest. As a single mom of three, she wrote to Miller, she probably wouldn't have been able to send her eldest son to college on a schoolteacher's salary, let alone the two younger brothers that would hopefully follow. But his brainchild, the Hope Scholarship, was a lifeline she desperately needed. It was as though no one else had really much considered us in our plight. And then along comes Zell Miller, out of the blue. He gave us, all of our family, relief, my mom said shortly after learning of his death. An elected official actually responding to our needs. I still am enchanted by that very thought, she followed. As a political reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution for the last six years, I've had a front row seat to the most compelling personalities in Georgia. But to me, Miller was always more than a towering figure or a divisive maverick. He was a powerful force in shaping my life. His lottery-funded scholarship is the main reason I attended UGA, where I began dating my wife 17 years ago, joined the student newspaper, met lifelong friends, and cherished mentors. It's where I came up with the dubious idea to one day return to my hometown and cover politics. By the time I received my diploma in 2004, Hope had transformed higher education in Georgia. About three out of every four first-time college freshmen from the state received Hope funds to pay tuition and other costs. At UGA, virtually every incoming freshman that year was a recipient of the scholarship. I never got the chance to cover Miller, aside from a stray story or two about his foray into a race or an endorsement. I never even met him. He was in his last months in the U.S. Senate as I entered the job market and was beginning to distance himself from politics. But a year ago, I thought our paths would cross. Miller's grandson, Brian Miller, had launched the Zell Miller Institute for Public Policy to foster bipartisan policies and public service. And to kick off the endeavor, a big party was planned to coincide with the former governor's 85th birthday. 
Republicans and Democrats, liberals and conservatives, even rival ex-presidents united to honor Miller that night. Unfortunately, the ex-governor couldn't make it to the event. He was recovering from shingles. And a few months later, he sent word that he had retired from public life. Still, the event went forward. Former House Speaker Newt Gingrich spoke by video. So did George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Strategist Paul Begala told the crowd about Miller witticisms. Georgia House Speaker David Rawlson confessed to laughter that he never even voted for his old friend. But the highlight for me was former U.N. Ambassador Andrew Young. Miller, in Young's words, beat the daylights out of him in a bitter 1990 primary for governor. But Young wanted the audience of policymakers and politicians to take to heart the spirit of consensus that dominated that evening. This is what Young said. If the rest of the world can learn some of the lessons we learn from each other, I don't think we would have to worry about the future. Those words stayed with me. So did a blue and green button that read, It's Miller time in Georgia carefully placed on each table. I gave that button to my oldest daughter and told her about the man who, at least indirectly, is responsible for her birth. And the button, for a time, stayed in her room before migrating down the hall to her younger sister's place. When I got home Friday after a long day at work, I tiptoed through all the mess and toys in search of the button. There it was, on a counter strewn with crafts, placed right next to a plush replica of UJ's mascot. I couldn't help but feel that was a little bit symbolic. A few weeks after my mom sent her letter to Miller, she came home from work to a handwritten response. She kept it for years, but it must have got lost in a move or cleaning. Mom doesn't remember the words he wrote, but she won't forget the warmth they brought her. This is what she said. After all is said and done, it's the honesty and sentimental feeling that lasts. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song. The celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-Hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants a rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word, AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. 